Turn to your neighbor and say, who would imagine that that king could live in my heart and change everything about my life? I love Christmas. I love all, I love all things Christmas. I'm an early adapter. You can criticize all you want. doesn't affect me in the least bit. My Christmas decorations went up the first week of November. I have fall, September and October. Christmas is November and December. But there's something special about this season. I know people criticize because it's so commercialized. And I used to be part of that. But a long time ago, we were traveling down the road, and there was a wreath on the front of a car. And you could even see something tied to a homeless cart. And I realized that the world stops, whether they realize it or not, to celebrate the king whether he was born on December 25 or if he was born on September 25 I really don't care I'm just grateful he was born so you can fuss and you can have all the the what ifs if you want to I just celebrate him all year long I think that Thanksgiving is um, a little overrated to be reserved for just one day a year it should be every day so if you just celebrate Thanksgiving one season one week a year expand your horizons and live thankful every day and watch how your life changes thank you Olivia for such a beautiful gift we are blessed in this house we're blessed there ain't nothing worse than bad music I remember years ago I went with my mom to a funeral some of her family, her mom's family and father's family was Church of Christ. So they didn't have instruments in this church that we went to for this funeral. And I realized if instruments are a sin, this is why we have them. Because there was a, a not so good tenor in their not so good choir. And he was not so good standing on somewhere in between the cracks of the notes. And I turned to mom, I said, this is why we have music. Even though they say it's of the devil, this is why we have drums and keyboards and tracks behind us. There is a reason, because we're better together. And sometimes you're, but you know, when you can sing like Olivia, you can just stand there with no help and just, just sing a song. She doesn't sing, she sings. She just sang a thing. So I appreciate the Lord for blessing us in this house. I want to talk to you for a few minutes about the phrase, let it go. This is the first Sunday in December. Whether you're ready or whether you are not, you are in the middle of the holidays. Whether you like them or whether you don't, you will have to deal with some family issues. See, it's not the people that cause you problem that are texting and you just dodge on the road. You may get kind of upset at them. I challenge you to keep your eyes on the road and keep your hearts in prayer because idiots abound and we're stuck on stupid in this season and everybody's angry. So you need to put your phone down and turn your praise and worship music on. If somebody dies, they'll get you by the time you stop and tell you. But they're idiots out there. You understand that. How many has been passed by cars racing? 
If I were driving a tank, I would chase them down and run them over. But I don't look good in orange, so that causes me pause often. And if you're one of those drivers that gives hand signals, you best be careful. Because this is the day of open carry, whether you're allowed to or not. So if they're crazy enough to be ugly to you on the road, they're crazy enough to do something else to you. So do thyself no harm. Just pray for them that they heap coals of fire on their head and burn their brains out. That's adding to Scripture in case you're wondering. So we're hitting the holiday seasons, and I just want to talk to you for a few minutes about giving yourself a gift. You know, you probably have a list of who you want to give gifts to. And I want to talk to you for just a moment, a few moments, about something that's not so fun to talk about. And it's harder to put into practice. But it's the gift of forgiveness. And it's often a very misunderstood gift. See, we live in a world filled with pain. Our world is filled with hatred. There is so much animosity right now between families, races, tribes, clans, nations. Our world is at war with each other. Neighbors, if you have, you know, we're on some um, neighborhood network, something with the area developments around us. And I never cease to be amazed at the yik-yak that goes on. You would think July 4th is, an, is a holiday at birth out of hell because their puppy dogs are afraid of firecrackers. And they have consigned people to hell. And I'm like, get a life. You know what happens every year. Let me help you. New Year's Eve, they're going to do firecrackers again. Fireworks will happen on New Year's Day. May happen on a kid's birthday. Just thank God you're alive and well and give your dog some Xanax or something. Now, I learned the hard way with our little puppy before she went on to be with the Lord. I hope she is. I don't know if she was saved. She was a diva. But Brittany had the bright idea, and I agreed to that bright idea, to take her downtown to a Pops in the Park years ago. And as long as the music was playing, she was cool. But when the first pop, the first boom started, she lost her four-and-a-half-pound mind. And I literally put her inside my shirt, and she's scratching me while I'm running past the Hunter Museum to get to our car. I'm like, whose idea was this? And, and she was forever lost her mind when it came to fireworks. Just put them under a pillow and tell them to be over within a few minutes. But we live in a, in a world filled with chaos. People are angry about nothing. They just get ticked off. They're just, they're just not happy. But I found a scripture that tells us in Psalm 84, verse 11, in the, in the Passion Translation. Actually, it's the Amplified Translation. For the Lord God is the sun and shield. The Lord bestows grace and favor and honor. No good thing will he withhold from you who choose to walk uprightly. What a way to live in such a chaotic moment. He just says, if you'll walk uprightly according to the word that I've given you, I will withhold nothing from you. Wow, what a great promise. Our salvation began with forgiveness, Acts 10, 43. 
in the New Living Translation says, He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. Psalm 130, verse, verses 3 and 4. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, whew, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness so that we can, with reverence, serve you. Forgiveness is a very misunderstood gift. Sometimes. We're to forgive because we are forgiven. Ephesians 4, 29 through 32. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own. Get rid, here's a big old list. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, choose to be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. That's a lot to swallow right there in a chaotic world that we're living in, in a world where we've been hurt and lashed out and rejected and abused. That's a lot. Forgiveness is often a very, often a very misunderstood gift. Sometimes forgiveness can happen easily. You know, if you don't get wigged out because your child broke your favorite dish, Just forgive them. But some things go deeper than that. It's typically a more deliberate process that requires effort and practice. It's kind of like your salvation. It's kind of like your sanctification. Forgiveness can be a permanent destination once we discover it. Once we discover how to walk in forgiveness, we don't ever have to leave it again. It's a place we can inhabit. But it can also be a feeling that comes and goes with whoever's in your face in that moment. Whoever just sent you a text. Whoever just left you that nasty voicemail. Whoever sent you that email. It's often a misunderstood gift. It's, it is a choice. It is not a feeling. If you wait for your feelings to feel like forgiving somebody, it ain't never going to happen. You have to make a choice to remove the shackles. Forgiveness is an inside job. It does not depend on the other person. Forgiveness is dropping the narrative on the injustice that's been done to you. That's tough. It's deciding to let the past be the past. Again, that's tough. But it's also removing the focus away from that person to something else. It's giving up the fight to make the other person admit what they have done is wrong. It's about living free. And I want to say to you today, it's about letting it go. My granddaughter Ava told me I should have um, the let it go theme up here. My husband said I should have the song up here, but I didn't. 
Forgiveness is not acting as if it never happened. It's not excusing sinful behavior. It's not removing all consequences for wrong behavior. But it's also not letting others continually abuse you. Somebody say boundaries are necessary. So sometimes we don't want to forgive because we want them to hurt for what they did for us. But pretty much the person who's done an injustice against you, let me just put it this way. If you've ever done something against somebody, you've probably moved on down the road. The person who's done that thing against you has moved on and left you living in pain. So we have a choice to do with our pain. So let's, let's talk about some questions. How do I know when I have truly forgiven? When I don't think about it day and night and night and day. When I no longer talk about it all the time. I no longer feel the need to seek revenge. To pray that God heaps coals of fire on their head and burns their brains out. I no longer live in bitterness and anger. And it's, it's being able to recall those who hurt you and not wanting revenge on them and just wishing them well. Some of you need to get in the school of roar. All of you need to get in the school of roar. Dr. Shirley assigned me a class this semester called Breaking Controlling Spirits. I told her, I said, all you're doing is, is watering my already dry wood. Because we dug in that class. We dug in the fact, are we controllers or are we being controlled? Because we're all born with a controlling nature. So with our controlling natures, we don't want to forgive each other. We don't want to let it go. We want somebody to pay for who's hurt us. So, how can I know when I've truly forgiven? It no longer consumes me. I can go 24 hours and not think about it. I can go for a week and not think about it. I might can go for a month or maybe half a year and not think about it. Now, sometimes that's tough. It's according to what the situation is. Is forgiveness an event or a process? Look at your neighbor and say it's both. It's an eventful moment when you decide to forgive, but it's a continual process you have to walk out. It never, you, you can't just forgive somebody and walk away and it never come back up again. Welcome to the enemy of your soul. He has a little bag of tricks and he pulls out his same little bag of tricks. He's got one bag and he just pulls out this trick, this trick, and this trick. And once we mature, we realize, okay, that's your trick again. You're trying to trigger me again. So as we grow up, we have, well, you learn to handle our triggers. You know, I know that there are people who certainly suffer from PTSD. But we need to put our emotional PTSD at the foot of the cross. Where he stretched his body and took the stripes for his, on his back for our healing. So it's an event or a process. It's, it's an eventful process. Does forgiveness always lead to reconciliation? Nope. Reconciliation requires forgiveness, but forgiveness does not demand reconciliation. Forgiveness depends on you and me. It's an inside job. 
Reconciliation, if you have offended me or you've hurt me or if I've hurt you, it depends on me and you together. Sometimes reconciliation is not wise. I can point to you examples in our ministry of people who have taken wrong counsel, reunited with an abuser, and left again broken. Reconciliation is great, and it's biblical, but often it's not possible. Because what brought you to the point of needing reconciliation has got to be dealt with. What brought you there? What brought you to that broken moment of I need reconciliation in this, in this thing? So I'm going to just lob it out there. If you are with an abuser, stop believing their lies. If you're living with an addict, stop believing their lies. Boy, I got real quiet, Pastor. You want to finish this message now? You say, but pastor, don't but pastor me. Show me your record and how many times you've forgiven and how many times they've abused that forgiveness. They're showing you who they are. God did not call you to be anybody's doormat. He didn't call you to be abused at the hands of a drunken alcoholic that stumbles in and abuses you and your kids. Draw a line, get out, and get yourself a life. Say, well, does she... That's between them and Jesus. I can also show you some people who drew a line and they have a life now. Life is not being curled up in a fetal position in your bed or in your floor wondering when you're going to be hit next or who she's with. Life is not having to search on an app on a phone to find out who your partner's with or stalking on social media to try to find out what they're doing, who they've been doing it with. That's not life. Close the door and walk out. So you don't hear that very often in pulpits, do you? Sometimes reconciliation is not wise because they sober up and promise you something in a moment of sobriety. And sobriety can be emotional. It can be a physical disorder. They, they, they say, oh, give me another chance. How many have you given them? I'm trying to set somebody free today. Give yourself the gift of a new life. That's why we tell you on the front end of this thing, choose wisely. See, what we get into trouble and we start needing forgiveness and needing reconciliation when we ignore the red flags in the beginning. Maybe what they are when you dated. If there's bombs going off, don't marry the bomb. Why do you think they'll be different? Why? So, I can forgive, but how can I forget? Well, you probably can't. See, God has a thing called a sea of forgetfulness. The Bible tells us he tosses our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. So when the enemy of your soul starts yik-yakking to him about you, he says, I see them through the blood of my son. I don't see what you're talking about. I don't know that person. But see, we're not God. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not God. Look back and say, it's a good thing too. Because I get emotional sometimes. On some days, I would obliterate you from the earth. And all the saints said, some days you wouldn't make it till 5 o'clock. But see, we're not God. So we, 
we remember. We, our, our painful memories return. Something will trigger you. You'll see something. You'll hear something. You'll smell something. And, and those, those memories return and you get triggered. Forgiveness means we choose not to dwell in those moments. So, do I need to tell the person I forgive you? Yes, if they ask forgiveness. If they don't ask, then we choose forgiveness and move on. Now, some folks will come back and ask forgiveness, but you need to balance what they're asking. I said, boy, she's tough today. I'm trying to set you free. So how do I forgive if they don't confess? Some folks that you have gotten tangled up with will never confess their guilt. They are narcissistic. They have created their own reality of who they are in their heads. And they rule and reign with their narcissistic posture in life. And they're never wrong. It's always somebody else's fault that they're wrong. So you have to understand, there are some people, not all, that will never admit their guilt. Some will lie to cover up their truth. Don't raise your hand if you know somebody. Some will cut off relationship because they don't want to do the hard work of reconciliation. And reconciliation is hard. You say, if my marriage vows have been broken, can we reconcile? Absolutely, yes, you can. But you're going to have to put in the hard work. If you're, if you're the one who broke the vows, you're going to have to toe a line with accountability. You're going to have to put up with their questions of where you've been, who you've been, and what you've done, and how you smell. And if you're the one that's trying to reconcile with somebody who's broken the relationship, you're going to have to learn to trust again, and it's hard. And you're going to have to just, you're going to have to come together before the throne of God and let the Holy Spirit work a miracle. Can it happen? Absolutely it can happen. You're just better off. He gave us a handbook. And we would keep ourselves out of so many messes if we just lived by the book. You sleep better, you live better, you love better, and you look better if you go by his book. If we just get in the book and just stop trying to dilute who he says we are. It's just simple. If my dad were here, he'd preach a whole message on holiness, but I'm about as close as you're going to get to him right now. Some will keep right on hurting you on purpose. Vindictive. There are those in your circle of life, in your family, maybe a coworker, that they just don't want you to do good. They love to see you fail. They love to just cast stones at you. Here is the fact: some relationships may never be healed on this earth. Because we've made wrong decisions getting into those relationships or we were born into dysfunction. You can be born into generational dysfunction 
And when you choose to draw a line and step out of it, then you're the one who's broken rank. And they will accuse you of all kinds of things. Who do you think you are? You're trying to live, you think you're better than we are? Some of y'all heard these words. And in your little quiet head voice, you go, mm-hmm, I am better than you. I have chosen to be better than you. I will not follow your stupid way of doing living. For, as for me and my house, we're going another direction. Changing a different path. Changing our house. Changing the atmosphere. Changing the focus. I ain't doing life you like you did it for a Done. So you can call me what you think. You can say about me what you think. But you not welcome in this place anymore. Anymore. They'll question your Christianity. They always pull that card. Well, I thought you were a Christian. I thought you were supposed to love Jesus. I thought you were supposed to forgive. Well, you can tell them that Jesus that you serve went into the temple with a whip. And when, if you don't know nothing about horses, when you bring out a whip, that horse knows you ain't playing. And he cleaned out the unclean spirits. Sometimes y'all need to take a whip in your house, not to your children. I will turn you in. I'll get custody of them. I want you to know that. But you need to take a spiritual whip and drive out the unclean spirits out of your house. There's another fact. You can live free from bitterness. Turn to your neighbor and say, let it go. So what about the feelings of anger that keep coming back? And they do. Anybody had any revisitations? <laughs> had a repass lately? You'll probably have a repass during the holidays. You may have a repass when you pass a birthday. You may have a repass on Father's Day or on Mother's Day. You know, social media is great. It has its place, but it also has its pain because there are people in your life who love to post that they were at things you weren't invited to. Some of y'all read those posts just this weekend, didn't you? Oh. There's a thing called block. And they become invisible to you and you become invisible to them. Don't just unfriend them. Don't just unfollow. Some are so toxic, you need to block their profiles. So you're not tempted to go back and look at 1230 in the morning. At 2 o'clock in the morning when you get up to go to your bathroom appointment, you come back to your bed and you're like, I wonder what they were doing today. Stop, stop, stop. Stop caring. Stop searching. Stop wasting your God-given moments on people who do not give a flying flip about you. Who have moved on and they just love to hurt you. They love to just to flaunt. Oh, I'm doing this, but you didn't get invited. Stop. Refuse the memory recall. And it's hard. It's very hard sometimes. Because the person that's hurt us is who we've been in relationship with. It's who we trusted. Who we loved. Who we spent money on. Who we spent time with. Who is supposed to love us. So you can get ticked off this afternoon in the mall with a stranger. But you don't take that stranger home with you. But it's somebody who's been in your home, in your life, and supposed to have done better and didn't do better. 
That's what we carry with us. And it's, it's easier to tell you how to do it than to do it. But the only way we can deal with it is to change our focus. And you ought to be mature enough now to know this is what triggers me. This, this is what brings these memories up. So you make a decision, a determined decision, a strategic decision. I'm changing my focus and I'm changing my atmosphere. When that thought comes up in your car, you hit a worship station and you pump it so loud the next car can hear you. I said, look at that person. They're way too old to have that just loud music. It's just me and Jesus. Don't you worry about it. Sometimes you vacuum in your house. You need to get the music up so loud you can't hear nothing but the music. Your neighbors are at your house be pulsating. Your neighbors say, they, they lost their minds. No, I'm just getting the mind back. Change your atmosphere and change your focus. And God won't do that for you. He's provided focus changers for you. He's provided atmosphere changers. But he said, you do for yourself what you can do. I saw a social media post yesterday. It was a memory somebody had posted, and I thought it was stupid. You know, that this wise person, this wise armchair person said, you know, your doubt doesn't help God or the devil. I'm like, well, how stupid is that? Your doubt does help the devil. It gives him a whole agenda to work from. I thought, you're so stupid. I, I fight it. I'm going to go, you are so stupid. I cannot imagine that you are this stupid. Really? Look what you just posted. How dumb are you? My doubt doesn't help the devil? Yeah, it does. I empower him with my doubt. That don't help God. I agree with that statement. I thought, mm, get out your armchair and go back to church and get up under some teaching because you need some. Oh, Lord. I had to let it go. Keep scrolling. Let it go. And you heard us say it before around here. Who is living in your head rent-free? No landlord lets you live rent-free. So let it go. Without the gift of forgiveness, there is no freedom. Stop living bound and stop living shackled. I know, it, I know it hurts. I know there's pain involved. They may have walked out. They may have not been the parent they're supposed to be. You may have not been the spouse you were supposed to be. Your kids may not be the kids they're supposed to be. Work on it. Do the best you can. But your peace and your freedom is paramount. Your peace is the greatest gift you can give yourself. And I have said it for years. I had rather live alone than live married to the wrong person. I'm sorry. And Pastor and I tease sometimes, you know, about the next one. And like, boo-boo, if you step off this planet, my, all of my prerequisites have changed. I'm a grown woman now. And he's a grown man, so... Something else better not be coming after me or him. Because we've grown together. So the, the qualifications are not like they were when we were starry-eyed and 20 years old. 
Very different list. No boo, no boo, no, 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 no. Not impressed, not impressed. No. Without the gift of forgiveness, there is no recovery. If you want to recover what's hurt you, let it go. Let it go. Without forgiveness, there is no healing. Psalm 119, 45, and then 96 says, I will walk with you in complete freedom, for I seek to follow your every command. Here's your cheat list right here. Open book test. I've learned that there is nothing perfect in this imperfect world except your words, for they bring me such fantastic freedom into my life. Wow. Just get in his word. And live free. Live free. Live free. Turn your neighbor and say, live free. So here's my challenge to you today. Let it go and embrace your Christmas miracle. Matthew 19, 26 says, humanly speaking, it is impossible. And there are things that some of you guys have been through that it's impossible to heal from. It is impossible to get over without God. Some of you should not even be sitting here in your right minds because of the stuff that's happened to you in your past. And when you try to fix that as a human being, it's humanly impossible. You can go through 12 steps. You can go through AA, you can go through every support group, and those all have their places in the earth. I'm not dissing on that. Those groups are needed. But if that's all you seek, and that's all you search, you will find yourself at the end of that 12-step, or the end of that program, or the end of that rehab, and you'll go right back to where you were. Because humanly, it is impossible. But I love the rest of this scripture. But with God, everything is possible. I read in his word where he said, cast your care on me. Cast your unforgiveness on me. Cast your lack of peace on me. Cast your emotional disturbances on me. Cast your anxiety on me. And he said, watch me empower you to live. So this year, starting this Christmas season, I just want to challenge you. Give yourself the first gift. Forgive yourself. We've all done things in our past that we're not, we don't want broadcast on these big screens up here. You know, pastor said, I think it was last Sunday, Sanctuary is full of people and we're standing in worship and we left service. And he said, you know, I looked over my shoulder and I thought, what if the Lord amplified in that room all of our thoughts? I said, oh, that would not be good. That would not be good at all. It would get really noisy. Because we've learned to come into a sanctuary like this and subdue our faces somewhat. But if he just began to amplify all of our thoughts, well, the Bible says he knows the thoughts before you even think them. That's a little scary to me. My mother knew most of my thoughts. My dad knew most of my thoughts. 
They probably didn't know him before I thought, thought him. But the Bible says he knows you. He knows what you have need of before you even ask. But the God who loves you the most knows you the most. We don't have a relationship like that in the earth. Hopefully you have a love relationship in your life at some level. Somebody in this, this world loves you. But we have no relationship like God. The one who knows us the most, loves us the most. So this Christmas, give yourself the gift of forgiveness. If there are things in your past that you've struggled with, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. And if there's things that, that have hurt you from another person, let forgiveness be the gift you give yourself. Set yourself free. I don't care what they say about you. Just get quiet and disengage from the noise. You don't have to have an answer. You don't have to respond to every text message, every voicemail. You don't have to respond to every post you see on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, wherever your passion is. Disengage and engage with the master who knows everything about you, yet loves you the most and sent his only one son to die for you. And when he sent his only one son, he said, I'm giving you a life benefit package. And here's the package. I have forgiven you so you can forgive others. I have loved you so you can love others. I have drawn boundaries in the earth so you can draw boundaries in your life. I died so that you can be free. I died so that you can be healed. I died so anxiety never has to take over your life again. I died so you, when you lay your head on your pillow at night, you can go to sleep in the peace that passes all understanding. And every time your life hits the shore and waves are lapping over you. I am the one who says, peace be still. I am the one who said, if you make your bed in hell, I'm coming to find you. And if you ascend to the heights, you'll find me there. Oh, what a savior. Oh, what a love. Oh, what a name. It is my name that you whisper in the middle of the night and I cause the demons in your life to flee. You don't have to know how to pray big prayers. You don't have to have all the right words to say. He just says, move in close to me. Speak my name over your life and watch me. Watch me. You are my child. I gave my life for you. Oh, what a gift that we can't even begin to describe. So this Christmas, put yourself at the top of the list. Say, I'm going to let myself live in forgiveness. I'm going to let it go. 
doesn't mean it may never resurface again. But when it resurfaces, you just change the atmosphere. You put his word in between you and that thing. With your eyes closed and your heads bowed. If you need the gift of forgiveness to work in a greater measure in your life, I want you just to be bold and stand up. And if you know someone in your life that needs the gift of forgiveness to operate stronger, would you please stand up? That should be unanimous in this house. Father, we stand in your presence, in your sanctuary. As needy humans trying to make it through a chaotic world. Some of our decisions have brought us to this moment. Some of our life choices have brought us. Some things we were born into. And we had to make a choice to not do life that way. But whatever has brought us to this moment, here we are, Father, in your presence one more time. As we start this Christmas season, may we be empowered to walk in forgiveness, which does not mean we condone the behavior of others. It just means we're going to set ourselves free. Just not to respond, not to react. Just to draw a line. Father, where reconciliation is possible, let it, may it be so in Jesus' name. But in those situations where it's not possible, give us the power and the strength to draw a line. And never bow at somebody else's altar. We bow at your altar. We don't bow at the altar of our emotions. God, I ask for an empowering anointing in this room right now. I ask for healing forgiveness to flow. For your anointing just to blanket this room. I pray for empowering anointing in our families, in our marriages. Let healing virtue flow in our marriages, in our parent-child relationships. Father, do a healing miracle in this house today. Reset destinies. Reset purpose. We just pause for a moment at the beginning of this season and we we hush the noise for just a few moments so you can speak to us and we can know you are here and you have us. You've got us in this season. Help us to cling to the scriptures that say we are whole and complete in you and we have need of nothing. We're lacking nothing because you lack nothing. You are our all-sufficiency. You are our peace. You are our Savior. You are the answer. You're such a good, good Father. That no matter what season we have faced, what wave of life, all of 2023, you have been there. And as we close out this year and the next few weeks, we step over a new threshold knowing 
you are there. And we want to spend the next four or five weeks in this month drawing closer to you, being a gift to our families, being a gift to those that we work with. Let your anointing flow through us in unprecedented measures. Let words flow like gold from our lips to those around us. May we have a word in due season on our lips. May we have your word hidden in our hearts. When those are around us in our family, on our jobs, let us be the standard bearers. Let us be the difference makers. Let there be something about us that causes them to say, I want what you have. I pray it in the name of Jesus, the authority that is given in the earth. There is no other name except your name. And your word says you live in us. We bear your name. So we just lift up holy hands in this moment. And we thank you for the tangible anointing of your presence. To stand still and see your glory anointing. To stand still in the middle of a chaotic world. And say, peace, be still. Give us an anointing that when we pass a car on the highway, that we have a sense that family is in trouble. And we say, we stretch our hands to that car and say, peace, be still. And a home is changed. Authority to recognize those who are checking our groceries out or, or, or helping us buy some gifts this Christmas. To look at them and say, I'm praying for you this Christmas. May his peace surround you. May they have a moment when we step up to their counter. Give us a tangible anointing in our lives. Not just to go through our lives doing us. But an anointing to change somebody else's atmosphere. God, I pray it sincerely today. Let us be bridge builders. Let us repair the breach in this crazy world in which we live. Let us just start with one, maybe a co-worker, maybe a family member, maybe a friend. Give us a Christmas miracle this Christmas. Give us a Christmas miracle this Christmas. Let us be somebody's Christmas miracle this Christmas. I bless you, Holy Spirit. Just begin to open your mouth and bless Him now. Begin to open your spirit and bless Him. He's touching you in this moment. He's releasing Christmas miracles all over this room. Can we just say the name one more time? Say the name. Just lift your hands and say his name. Oh, Jesus, say the name. Oh, Jesus, say the name. So precious, no other name I know to say the name. Just say his name.
another name I know that can heal your heart, save your soul, give you peace. No other name. No other name. No other name. No other name. And we realize you carry his name. You carry his name. See, I stood here in a line a few days ago. We received friends for Dr. Ratch's memorial service. And four or five people came to the line and said, I know that you are Walter Atkinson's daughter. I can't deny him. But how much more to say? I know that you're his daughter. I know that you're his son. I recognize that you're his son. There's something different about you. You were called to be different. You were called to talk different, to act different, to carry a different posture, a different anointing. It's not just for the pulpit, guys. We can only reach a few from this platform. We don't rub shoulders in your world. But you have the authority given to you by Jesus Christ to bear his name. How much like your father do you look like? When you open your mouth, do they hear your daddy coming out of your mouth? Do they hear his words coming out of your mouth? You don't have to carry a big Bible and tote it around and get you a megaphone on a street corner somewhere. Please don't. Please don't. If you get a megaphone, don't put your Metro Tab label on, okay? Just live him in the earth. Just, just be his hands and feet in the earth. Just be the difference. See, I just think that there should just be a difference about you. Where you work, there should be a difference. Your place of business should be blessed to have you working there. Instead of you being a weight. Your employer should say, I never want to lose that employee. There's something different about her. Something changed about our company when she walked in. They may not even know what it is. I just challenge you this week to say the name. Say it under your breath at work. Say, well, Pastor Reed, you work in a church. Girl, sometimes you've got to say the name if you work in a church. <laughs> say the name. No matter where you work. People be people. You know, tonight, if you have kids in your house, put them to bed with peace. Say his name over them. When they get up to go to school in the morning, don't send your children out in turmoil and chaos and all those nasty feelings. I don't care what they've done. Speak his name over them. If you're married, speak his name over your marriage. 
you're single, speak his name over your life and thank God you're not married to an idiot. There are more idiots than there are sane people. Sorry. There are more dinghies than there are yachts. Yachts cost a lot of money. Do you love him? Do you sense his presence in this room?